Hey there, how are you? It's, it's horrible out there today. Feel free to have a mooch around until the rain passes. I'd really recommend having a rummage through that box of beautiful vintage scarves. I think the green silk would look gorgeous on you. Of course, they're not just good for accessories. In fact, they might just save your life this Halloween. There's a Welsh belief that if you look in a mirror on Halloween, you'll see witches and demons in your sleep. Just to be sure, you could always drape one of these over any mirrors you might have in case you forget. Although considering how easy it is to find your reflection in car windows and phone screens these days, it may be a lost cause. Oh well, we do try to warn people about these things. There are lots of other ways to keep any ghouls and ghosties away on Halloween though. Much like how today you might carve a pumpkin, and in Celtic Scotland and Ireland they would carve turnips, in Wales the mighty Swede is hollowed out into lanterns to keep the dark at bay. In fact, a lot of the traditions surrounding Halloween in Wales are to do with predicting death and danger for the year to come in an attempt to keep yourself and your family safe. Much like All Hallows' Eve precedes All Saints' Day in the Catholic calendar, Welsh Halloween is traditionally known as Nos Caen Gaeaf, and is the night before the first day of winter. In the Celtic Welsh calendar, the 1st of November was the first day of winter and the official end of the harvest season. In a time ruled by the growing seasons of crops, the descent into winter meant letting go of all that has been sown and grown and harvested that year in preparation for the next. It meant ensuring you have what you need to survive the winter, and also involved a lot of rituals to see who would. It seems that Welsh tradition took the idea of the spiritual world and the world of the dead being that much closer to the realm of the living over this one night very seriously. They believed that spirits waited at graveyards, crossroads and stiles, all places of transition. It was now that you hoped that you had hoarded enough food and supplies to survive the cold nights, and if you hadn't, you may be one of those spirits soon enough. One way of seeing if you and your loved ones would make it through would be to write each of your names on individual stones and place them into the fire in your hearth. If, come morning, any of your names are no longer visible or have been burned clean, then it's a sure sign of impending death. Or, if you want to know the names of everyone in the village who's doomed to pass on this coming year, you can sneak to the local church after dark and peek through the keyhole. Inside, you will see the spirits of everyone who is going to die. Just be careful, you don't spy your own. There's another telling of this particular tradition, featuring a man, drunk, and his friends, also drunk, and a dare, which went horribly wrong. You see, this man, Robert, scorned the idea of spirits and any notion of the supernatural. He sloshed his ale across the tavern table and laughed at the very notion of ghosts and deathly predictions. Ever since he was a boy, 
Robert was warned about the spirit that appeared without fail each year on the 31st of July and 31st of October to read the names of everyone from the parish who would die in the coming months. Robert had long grown out of believing in such childish whimsy. If in all his years he'd never seen a ghost, why on earth would he believe in them now? It was nonsense to allow your life to be governed by superstition, so when one of his friends wondered aloud whose names they might hear were they to press their ears to the freezing keyhole, and the rest of the group shuddered in fear, Robert snorted and called them all cowards. Why not go together? That way, at least, they could hold hands if they got too scared. The men rolled their eyes. His scepticism wasn't worth much here, but if he wasn't afraid, why didn't he go to the church? Robert looked at each of them and stood. Fine. If that was what he had to do in order to convince them what a fuss they were making, he would. He pulled his coat tight around him and bundled out of the tavern into the chilly night. It was a short walk to the church, but the darkness stretched the road out in front of him and only the moon and stars lit his way. The graves he passed threw long shadows into his path and his stubbornness wavered. Maybe he should go back. There was no one out here to know if he ever actually made it to the church. He could go right back to the warm hearth and ale and just tell them that he had and that nothing happened. That their fear was misplaced and silly. But carrying on the wind, he thought, perhaps, he did hear a voice. Deep and solemn, though he couldn't quite make out the words. As though compelled, the voice drew Robert closer to the church until he stood almost with his nose touching the wooden door. The voice had got louder, but still Robert couldn't hear what was being said. He crouched in the dirt and pressed his ear to the keyhole. He heard names of those he knew, some who he recognised but couldn't put a face to. And then, finally, his own. The legend goes on to tell that Robert later died that year after hearing his own name spoken, so maybe stay away from the churchyard on Halloween. Of course, if you do go, be sure to wrap up warm. You never know how long you might be knelt there, listening to the names of the soon-to-be-dead. But, oh, I've prattled on and taken up so much of your time. It looks like the rain has finally stopped. Might be a good idea to make a dash for it. Before you go, though, do consider that green silk scarf is the perfect size for covering a mirror.